Damn, song's almost over. You can't even hit the deck. Sounds over. <laughs> this time you ruined it, buddy. You, you know what? You ruined it. it this is not. This one is not my fault. Turn it off. Turn, Turn it, it off. off. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off. Dude, this guy oh, is like man. my little brother. Maybe you'll get it right by season you. two. <laughs> oh, old bastard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hello. These are your friendly uh wrestling uncles. Hello, everybody. This is the Hard R Wrestling Podcast. We are your people. I'm Jason. That's Bunch. And we have a special Hollywood, Hollywood, excuse me, Hollywood Bunch. Did I say it right? Hollywood Bird. Hollywood Bird. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, today we have a very special guest. It's somebody I've been knowing. We've been, well, I've been knowing since Christ. Fuck you, know dude! They got their own news. <laughs> this is one, this is Bunch's uh, best friend, uh, the one and only. I'm going to give his government name because we're going to address him by his uh, wrestling name in a few minutes. But our man, Jason McConney. What up? Hey, what's up, hey, what's up people? Hey, glad to be a part of it. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. You might be wondering why uh, we have this uh, very sexy man on our uh, podcast. The reason that we have him is because Jason McConney, uh, excuse me. Well, Jason McConney, as as I know him, I found out a few years ago that he was on the indie scene. And, you know, I thought it would be a good opportunity to, uh, since we already know this cat, uh, we've known him for, shit, like 25 years now? Since to go seventh grade. Seven. When he had the same shoes as me in the same class and rode my bus. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So he knows a little bit. Actually, both of these guys, and we're going to get into it a little bit um, later, but both of these guys actually started on the indie scene. But we, we will talk about that in a few minutes. But you know, uh, we you actually know started I'm, with the backyard wrestling. The backyard. Indeed. Yeah, mm. that's where it always starts y'all yeah. used to hit each other over the head with chair shots and all that shit y'all that's how y'all started friend, i was i was i was uh infamous <laughs> for taking the picture frame shot <laughs> yes yes yep yeah so, man we're uh, getting fresh fresh one yes every, every match every match we win, yes. <laughs> yes yes so before we get into to all that um reverend j book um as your um that's that's your moniker that's your name um, we like to talk about what's going on in the world of wrestling before we kind of get started. And then, you know, it's a little pregame, a little, you know, warm you up before we put it in. You know what I'm saying? So what has been going on in the world of wrestling? Ah, not too much. Uh, the biggest thing right now is um, MJB. Uh, did a, huh? MJF, you keep calling him that, man. Because he's a little bitch. Um, so- <laughs> MJ bitch. <laughs> Did a did a did a boss and glow move allegedly, and that's a big rumor uh, that's coming out uh, that 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 broke uh, last night actually. That uh, he was a no show at a um, planned um, meet and greet in in Las Vegas. They're they're doing their uh, big pay per view actually tonight, later tonight. And yeah. um, he is apparently doing a two. I don't know if he's doing a Jeff Jarrett or a Boston Glow, or if he's holding it up for money. But that's the the big rumor uh, going around, and you know, 
it, it the story changed a, a bit over the last couple couple hours and he was supposedly out on a plane to leave the pay-per-view then he wasn't he didn't get on the plane what what do you guys think about this is this a lot of people saying it's just a just a storyline and angle I'm, I'm not too sure i mean I, yeah okay. no i was gonna say i wouldn't be in a rush to get my ass whooped by warlow so i mean <laughs> war pig I, I, i'll be on that midnight train to georgia <laughs> oh man i mean i think it might be legit i mean because uh you know and recently you know wwe naomi and sasha had a little drama going backstage everybody thought that was you know part of it that was some legit drama from what i heard but yeah i mean it, i think it's legit to you the truth I don't know. It's, it's just yeah, if it's man. if it's not legit. I I, I like storylines like this. I like when it's a you know some um reality yeah. kind of you know yeah. sprinkled in there. So if it's an, it makes me want to watch it. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like that's what the wrestling world is talking about. If that is the case, or if they had some little dispute, and yeah. you know they were just adding a little salt and pepper on it. You know, talking to the dirt sheets. I'm I'm with it because I, I I mean it kind of. Like that's what everyone is going to want to see as soon as they turn on the pay per view. Is, um, yeah, he's is he going to show up? You know, uh, is is Warlow going to get his revenge? You know, all that good stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it could be some of the way they just trying to make it drag too. You know, if it is part of storyline, just drag it out another another month or so. You know, keep people coming back for more. So I mean, it, it could be, man. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, have to wait and see. Only on pay per view for fifty dollars, you can see if this drama unfolds. For free. We need to talk about that later. Um, <laughs> need to hook me up to that joint. Uh, ASAP. Streaming ASAP. Uh, <laughs> you know they don't have the old school. Pay- you know these these young kids. They don't have it like we did. Remember, you, we had we yeah, had to. We- the squiggly yeah. line pay-per-view. I told him about the box, dude. The uh, box. Spice yeah. it up. Spice it up. Channel, channel 96. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and again, you'll see a nipple like, ooh, okay. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, so the, the only other news that's kind of going on right now. Oh, hold is, on. Vanessa yeah, no, go Del, ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. One of, one of Vanessa Delry. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> ooh. Ooh, she was our first. She was our first. <laughs> again, you guys have been like this since I've known them over 25 years. Yeah, they and, have their and, own and, freaking and I, language. that I, I found, you know, personally interesting was the WWE. They're supposed to have that big money in the, the bank uh, match. Uh, it actually got, uh, they had to change venues because they weren't selling. I think they had a, like a, a big stadium. Um, I forget where it lose me right now, but they had a big stadium, you know, show planned and uh, ticket sales won't like that. So they had to go to a smaller venue and um this is what happens when the only thing worth watching is the bloodline <laughs> indeed indeed man i saw <laughs> go ahead go ahead no i, I was gonna say I, I i wasn't that surprised but you know like for me personally like 
you know, to me, the big four are, of course, WrestleMania, um, SummerSlam, um, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, and Money in the Bank. I always look forward to, to Money in the Bank because of the, you know, the stipulation and, and then the, the women. So I was a little, a little surprised that the ticket sales weren't what they expected, but kind of to Terrence's point, I mean, we only have one good storyline. Mm-hmm. Other, other than you know the, the Sasha Banks and Naomi leaving, but that's like a you know what I'm saying like reality. So yeah, yeah, but WWE they keep you know they they let people go every month. You know people get tired of you know falling in love with somebody, and then they say you know they cut, they jumping over to AEW, you know, and it's just like I, I you know, they I'm change, it, know. They change their character. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that, that too, man. It's like yeah, especially SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> like SmackDown, they, they don't have that many women up there now. They gotta, they gotta hit NXT up. They gotta do something, man. Like you said, Bloodline, all thing popping right now. Ticket sales ain't what they used to be. I mean, I saw a note like it's a, it said like Roman Reigns hasn't been pinned in like nine hundred days. Yeah, talk about putting the company on a guy's back, man. Oh my god! I know he he should be laid up with Randy somewhere. <laughs> 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 Uh, Jeez, man. I think he will be. Wow. I, I think they are slow. T- I, I think my prediction, I think they're going to have this match with The Rock. It's it's just going to happen. Also, I heard that The Rock, I don't know if I, we talked about this last week, The Rock doesn't have anything, any yeah, major plan. movies for yeah. 2023. Yeah. But I, I hate it, though, because if it's for the title, like, oh. they're going to let Rock win like, like they did against CM Punk. He had a title for a month. You yeah. know, and just, you know, like, come on, man. Like, you got to have something better than that. The match shouldn't be for the belt. And they're making it to the point where he's invincible and it's going to take some larger-than-life character to beat him. Like, you can't have just a regular wrestler beat him now. Like, sure. This, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, he won against Brock Lesnar. I mean, he cheated. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I think still. the right storyline, they could they could pull it off like a money in the bank. Like he beats the rocks ass, you know, he's gloating. He just beats the well, shit out of the rock. And then, you know, whoever well, yeah, I can Cody see, comes and beat him well, in yeah, WrestleMania. I can see a scenario where it, he, you know, like somebody cashes in on him and that could, you know, still keep his, uh, invincibility because it took somebody cashing in on him on a, on a low moment for them to yeah, beat yeah. him. Then, you go ahead and switch that storyline to the rock real quick and he go ahead and do that before he goes back and try to get the belt. So I mean I mean it could work, but again, like it's it's nothing else. <laughs> it's, it's nothing yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So man, let's go ahead and uh get into it. Um, like we said at the beginning of the show, we have a special guest, uh our man Reverend Jay. Boog, who uh was a um, <laughs> who was a uh, uh indie star you know back in the day and um i, I actually learned a, a, i actually learned a lot about him uh his his wrestling career uh from a, a indie trip that we took me uh, jason mcconney and, and another friend of ours uh, shout out to jerry smith uh in virginia championship wrestling right BCW, um, Vanguard, yeah. yeah. There you go, Chambers there you go. And I learned a lot about uh, what you know, Jason McConney for a nice little span of his life was was totally dedicated to to wrestling, which I didn't know. But um, man, let's just let's go from the beginning. Like, how did you get started with wrestling? 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, you like as say, parents get started with this. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, take it even a little further than that. Like I said, coming up, you know, we're big wrestling fans, and you know, we just kind of said that you know, one day let's do a little, little backyard wrestling. You know, we got got a couple of few friends together, and my brother. You know, we all got in there. You know, and uh, we just decided started off small, recording inside this little townhouse. You know, P Town, Marshland, and stand up. And uh, you know, we you know. We got a bunch of guys rolling around the townhouse, you know, it got a little noisy in there, you know, with the neighbors and all. But uh, so we took it outside, so outside in the little courtyard, you know, we had a storylines, we had a little music to it and everything. I mean, we scripted it ourselves. I mean, we had championship belts. I mean, it was it was, it was fun, man. It was good times. And, um, you know, and then we just, you know, we always wanted more. You know, we always had a dream of, you know, always wrestling WWE one day. But, you know, uh you know, burgers, you know, I call them dude, you know, we, uh, you know, we were just waiting for the opportunity and, and that opportunity presented itself to me one day. Uh, I used to work at Outback and, uh, one of the waiters, uh, you know, he used to come in the kitchen every day. I worked in the back and he had uh, bruises all over his face, you know, cuts and everything. And I was, one day I asked him, I was like, dude, I was like, who is taking your lunch money? Like <laughs> you come in here beat up every yeah, week, dude. Like, yeah, like who is bullying? He was like, I'm a professional wrestler. And I was like, really? I was like, they do that around here? You know, I was like, I heard it that around here. He was like, well, it's up in Richmond. And he was telling me that like, he, uh, he wrestled for Richmond Lucha Libre, they call it R.A.L. And I was like, man, never heard of it. He was like, yeah, we're indie wrestling circuit. He was like, we got wrestling shows. And he was like, man, you need to come check it out if you're a fan. And I was like, cool. So I let dude know. I was like, hey, they wrestling. I was like, we need to go check this out. So he was like, cool. So we drove up one weekend, and uh wrestling show was in a bar. And it was like, it was phenomenal. Like, yeah. I was like in a two-story bar, you know, guys doing um, 450 splashes on the top, balanced on, balanced yeah. into the What the hell bar was this? I mean, this was a, uh, what was the name of the bar? It was in Shaco Bottom. It was yeah, like in a cobblestone saloon. street. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, Patty, St. Patty. So, I can't even remember what it was. But, uh, I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. And uh, yeah. they, you know, I met up with it. Uh, yeah, my guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, so my guy he was like, Yeah, we have another show. He was like most of us wrestling in another one called uh GXW Wrestling was Ground Zero Wrestling. He was like next week, he was like, Y'all need to come check that out too. So it was like, all right, cool, bet we there. We fell in love, man. So we was like, all right, made a trip back up to Richmond and you know, went to the show and show was so show was popping off and you know, doing intermission and promoting, you know, he was like, uh, you know, if any of y'all want desire to be a pro wrestler, he was like, This is our training school. He was like, Meet up with us after the show so we can talk and like I don't know, me and dude looked at each other like, We doing this. Like, <laughs> this is an opportunity, like let's go, like, LFG. So we met up with him after the show and he was like, Yeah, you know, it's training school, you know, hundred dollars a month. It was like we train three days a week. You know, he was like, you know, we got trainers, we got other people that wrestle, you know, so he was like, cool. So, you know, after we would get off work, you know. Oh, no. No! Well, Terrence, you can fill in a little. Uh, he's back. Yeah. Yes, so, he's back. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, so we would make the trip up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the Richmond, every every week train, every three days train. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, dude had to, you know, his demise, he had to stop this for personal reasons, you know, but several months, you know, we made the trip back and forth and I continued. And, uh, you know, I was what, like, well, I'm going to do it. Let me ask you a quick question. Like, what was the, like, what did y'all do at practice? I guess taking bumps and yeah, like how, how bumps, brutal was that? Um, learning the moves, 
um, cutting promos, all that stuff. And uh, you know, I, I <laughs> my uh, my favorite moment there was when I met Mickey, and that was when she was thicker. <laughs> Mickey James, yeah. Mickey James, yeah. kicking yeah. in the snicker, thicker. Mickey James. And, um, yes. Yeah, and and you know she clotheslined me, suplexed me. You know, I, oh, I was sexy. Loving it. Yeah, I was, yeah. That's great. I was loving it. I was loving it. <laughs> and I've heard that plenty of times. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> Let's not talk about your stories that you tell all the time. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, her and Kenny, uh, when they was dating, uh, yeah, Kenny from the Spirit Squad, they was dating and they would come up and train with us. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we would just... This is something just, uh... I always wanted to know. As a as a person that's never, you know, obviously taken a bump or anything, how never had any athletic ability. In... <laughs> oh, <bitch> your <laughs> um, <laughs> how how does it feel to take like that first bump? Like you know, just you know what I'm saying? Like that just seems so fucking painful. And y'all, and wrestlers just do it on a regular basis. Like how was that first bump? you took in the ring were you like nah this ain't for me or he was like give me more um <laughs> when i woke up from my ahead. first concussion <laughs> are you being serious nah uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but but i mean you know starting out like until you get it right yeah you will bump your head a time or two but and that's that's not you know very uh very <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta you gotta practice because yeah, you, yeah, you know when you when you fall back, your natural reaction is for your head, you know, your shoulders mm-hmm. to hit me, your head hit. Yeah. So yeah, the stiffing your neck, hit your clavicle or your shoulder, your shoulder blades had to hit first, and you know, you, the more and more you do it, the more and more you get used to it. You know, your body becomes immune to it. So yeah, practice made perfect. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, like I said, man, they taught us how to bump, taught us, you know. Chop, clothes, all of that, falling out the ring, everything, and uh, and uh, yeah. So I made the trip, and uh, like I said, we, we, I was a little bit, little bit further ahead of everybody, and a few other guys. You know, usually you practice and you train for like a year before you start getting put on the shows. You know, so they will make sure people was right. You know, we would be the behind the scenes guys setting up the ring. You know, setting up all the display, the lights. You know, we would do all that, you know, and then until you was ready to start performing in front of the crowds. Okay. And, uh, so you had to pay your dues a little bit, sounds exactly. like. Exactly. Okay. You had to pay your dues. And uh, they was like, man, this guy, you know, he seemed ready. You know, he seemed like me and it was two, three, four of the guys. And we was like, let's put them out there. You know, they're ready to get out there. And uh, they was like, we need to get this guy a name first. So how the, how the Reverend J. Boogie came to be. It was like, uh, you know, I had, I had this whole thing. I was like, man, Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's my guy. And I was like, I want to have that Stone Cold type gimmick. I was like, that's what I'm going to be, badass. And, you know, one day one of the uh, You wanted to be a white, well, white redneck, basically, is your yeah. gimmick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was me. And, uh, yeah, so they was like, uh, yeah, one day we was at practice, and one of the other guys was feuding with another guy from another promotion. They was doing, like, a, a promo, so they needed somebody to play uh, – Oh. Boo. His internet's right, so. straight up turning hill. Okay, there you go. <laughs> no, it's my phone. I got it on airplane mode, but it's still people still calling through. Let me no. try to put on do that disturb real quick. Hold on, y'all. That's so whack. There we go. Yeah, so um yeah, yeah so the guy he he told the guy his name was the Pharaoh. He was 
feud with another guy. He was like, hey, if you ever meet with me, if you ever got in the ring with me, it would be your funeral. So they wanted to do a little skit where they, you know, it was like a real funeral. And, you know, they were saying, I told you, you know, you mess with me, you'll be dead, blah, blah, blah. So they did somebody to be the, the preacher. So he called me up and said, hey, you new guy, new guy, get over here. He was like, you want to be on TV? Like, yeah. He was like, well, give me your best preacher voice. So, you know, I was like, what do you mean? He was like, say something holy. So I was like, you know, hallelujah, praise Jesus. The Lord is shining on me today. You know, I said a little something like that. He was like, man, it was great. He was I like, yeah, man. I thought you was, I thought he you was like, I kind of felt that. He was like, you're good. He was like, we need you to be in my preaching the skit. I was like, cool. So we did the skit and it was, we did a one take. And I'm, I'm dissing people I don't even know what it is. You guys have been veterans in the league and stuff. And I'm talking shit about them. So he was like, man, that was gold. He was like, like that's, that ought to be a wrestling character. I was like, I don't want to be a reverend. He was like, man, nobody in the industry is doing it. He was like, they love it. He was like, that's, that's gold, man. That's it. That's you. He was like, what they call you? I was like, you know, Jason, Jay Bull. He was like, you know, Pastor Jay Bull, Reverend. He was like, Reverend Jay Bull. He was like, that, that's your name, man. You know, I even bought gear online, bought a little white tab collar preacher shirt, you know, cut the <laughs> sleeves off, bought me some boots, and the Reverend was born. It was like, yeah, so, yeah, wrestled, uh, started out in a tag match first. They put me and it was me and two other guys I was feuding with. Uh, we were doing promos before leading up to our match, and, you know, they kind of, it was kind of a numbers game, two on numbers one every game. week. Yeah. yeah, so they was like, we paired him up with this random guy. Uh, his name was Corey Bush. Uh, he was a vet. He had been wrestling for about six or seven years already. Me and the other two guys were new. So, uh, yeah, first match went went, went off without a hitch. And, uh, yeah, Reverend was born. And eventually, um, they was like, you know, numbers game kept catching up again. It was like, we got to get this guy a permanent partner. And that's when we had this young whippersnapper, young guy, you know, better than everybody in the industry knows him now, Swerve Strictly. Uh, you know, Shut Shane Strickland is real name. Shut your mouth. Yeah, so, Can you say you know, that he was, for uh... the people. You was wrestling with who? <laughs> yeah, Swerve. Swerve whose Swerve. house? Swerve's Swerve. house. Who's house? <laughs> that is freaking Yeah, so amazing. he was, um... Yeah, so he was uh, he was up and coming. He he was catching everything along quick. They was like, yeah, let's put him with Bug. Uh, Jay Bug would be the powerhouse. Swerve would be the high fly. You know, they was like, they yeah. nice combo. So we started working together. We clicked. Was he like, a reverend you know, as well? Like, was did he have a was preacher gimmick? Uh, yeah, we we made him we made him our deacon. They was like, get him a let him be his bishop. I was like, Deacon Strickland sound a little better. So he was Deacon Strickland. Oh. I was Reverend Jay Boogie. Our tag team name was called the Holy Union. The yeah, it's called the Holy Union. Union. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my finish move was uh was kind of like Matt Hardy's uh, side effect. Okay. It was uh you know it was it was called it was called the uh, Amazing Grace. That was my that was my finishing move. And uh yeah, so they paired us together, and uh yeah, we wound up going on. You know, we wrestled for about three years together. Uh, won the tag team titles together. It was a TLC match. Wow. It was and, great. And what was the organization you guys were part of? Like the, the yeah, league, it was the... it was a uh, GXW wrestling. GXW. Yeah, it was for Ground Zero Wrestling. Ground it was Z out of Richmond. Did they pay y'all, yeah. or was this totally you know free? You you paying you yeah. getting paid with experience type thing. It was paid with experience pretty much. Some of, some of the younger guys, you know, we got we started out. Um, they were paying us about fifty dollars a match. It depends okay. on the gate too. Like if the gate was big, you know, three, four hundred people coming, we got paid a little more. Summer crowds were smaller. Yeah. You know, sometimes we wrestled in like a, a bingo hall, community center. Uh, sometimes awesome. I remember one show. I remember one show, man. It was like it was like twenty people in the crowd. No joke. 
200 people but you know what we put the show on as yes, if it was 200 people yeah, and yeah, we yeah. we shot yeah and, and, uh, you gotta have yeah yeah met some people in there got our name out we even traveled a little bit people wanted to use us we traveled down to north carolina to wrestle one guy we got us down to florida one time wrestling and then some guy was trying to get us in ohio to wrestle but that trip fell through but yeah i mean the more you the more you wrestle the more you get your names out there and uh yeah man it was great man the uh you know, I wanted to keep wrestling. You know, I, I did it eventually. I went part-time. I was doing it full-time. And then, you know, I started having kids. So I needed to work more. You know, the wrestling was paying, but it wasn't paying as much as, you know, some of my full-time jobs. Yeah. And, you know, so I kind of did it part-time for the end. Well, let me ask you this. Like, um, yeah. you know, well, for, what was the span that you did it for? Uh, I started back in 06. To pretty much full time from like 06 to like 2010. And then pretty much like a couple years after that, from here to there, I did, you know, guest appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, how did you manage? Like, I I assume you had a a full time job at the time, right? Man, I had two full time jobs and a part time. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Yeah, man. Just, you know, kid. We just, you know, had my son in 04. Then we had another kid in 2010. So it was kind of, you know, juggling, man. You know, it was so you're working two challenge. jobs yeah. and you doing this wrestling stuff where you getting, yeah. you know, I mean, what, a, what a crazy chick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is crazy. Still is. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, just uh, sacrifice. I can't say she didn't kind of hold it down a little bit while I did all the traveling and you know, training. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it was just, you know, the, the passion. I wanted to do it. You know, I kind of wanted, you know. Make my leap to that. You know, I was a little older than kind of everybody by then. Yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. of these guys, they they 18, 19, starting out, you know. and uh, you know. Because honestly, like, when you see it on TV, it, it just, you know, it, it doesn't seem real. Like, you see it, like, oh, you know, sometimes you like, man, I could see myself doing that, especially if it's a person that looked like you, a person of color, stuff like that. But, you know, to actually, um, to actually it does. yeah, to actually do it and, um, yeah. you know, and just, like, navigate that space because it's i mean it's you know it's still not like a i mean it might be a little bit different now but it doesn't seem like a clear pathway there was no um ohio i mean there there were oew nxt you know this factory that they you know just shit these people out now um there was none of that back then you just kind of went from you know a wrestling organization to wrestling organization right yeah, it was about just trying to get your name out there. The more indie spots you went to, the more your name got out there. Mid-Atlantic Wrestling got a hold of you. You know, and some of these guys we wrestled with in VCW and GXW, man, some of these guys should have got called up to the league. And Yeah, a lot of them wrestle the dark matches when they come down here and stuff like that on Raw. And they do. Yeah, oh, they be the okay. security. They be the security. You know, the like security, when it's a, you know, they lay the guys down and break up the fight. Yeah, to break up the yeah. fight. You know, those guys are indie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those guys are indie workers, and uh, some of them work dark matches off off camera before Raw or SmackDown started. You know, yeah, man. But some of these guys definitely deserve. Should have got their shots, man. Some of these guys are, you know, but way talented more than some of these guys in WWE yeah. and AEW right now. And, so, and, and, and what? And I, I will say one thing: when we used to go to those, um. RLL shows, like they would have them. Like, what's RLL? Like, every like two, three yeah. months, they would the have Richmond Lucha Libre. Yeah, the okay. Richmond Lucha Libre. But they have like every two, three months. But we would mm-hmm. go 
And it was amazing just to watch their storylines because they didn't yeah. just have, they didn't just throw a show together, you know, and like, oh, we having a show and throw it together. No, they had actually actual storylines that went on for like years. And it, it was great, man. Like, wow. no, it was, it was great, man. It was great. Like storytelling, the matches, yeah. you know, uh, shout out to what, Chad. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like four guys. They were just four best friends. They got together and put, you know, board a ring, and they, you know, knew other people that they, they, they wrestled. You know, they knew that wrestled, and they got together, and they put on these amazing shows with small crowds, but it was yeah. it was impactful, man. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Chach, Denny. Uh, mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, Fighting McIrish, these oh. guys. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely some pioneers, man. It kind of inspired, really, really inspired me to get going. Yeah, mm. for sure. Did you ever get uh, injured really bad in any any of your matches or wrestling career? Uh, uh, me personally, no, I didn't. You know, okay. you practice, practice, but you know, sometimes some injuries are you know you can't control. But you know, for the most part, you're in there with a with somebody that is not all wild, you know. Because a lot of times you're in there and you think I need to do this real fast and do this real fast. Sometimes that kind of you know, that kind of hurts you because you know you make mistakes when you work too fast. And they say if you work too slow, you feel like you're working too slow, you're working at a normal speed. So uh, take your time when you're in there. You know, make sure you do your moves right. You know, you got to trust your partner. You know, that's why we 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 train all the time. So we and we know what each other like to do. We know how each other like the you know how well they can pick me up. You know how well you know they can clothesline me. You know how they gonna clothesline me. You know you know how they gonna slam me. You know I know how they gonna toss me out of the ring. You know so it's you know the more you work with people, the more you know safety measures are covered. But uh yeah, I mean you know I fell through you know a few tables. You know a lot of people yeah they cut the tables. Nah man. Them tables were straight wood, not cut. Yeah, you know, chair shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of my matches that was online with Martin Stanley Fucar was kind of like a bunkhouse brawl type match. And it was just like, you know, trash cans, uh, a bunch of weapons and stuff. But yeah, you know, you just got to, you know, you just got to be careful, you know. And uh, yeah, we, we definitely were. So yeah, but mm. thank God I never got, you know, seriously hurt. It was some guys that did get hurt, serious knee injuries and all. Took the time, took the rehab, came back, you know, better than ever. But uh, thank God I, I never did. Yeah. So let me – I've always wanted to ask a wrestler this. Like, you know, well, I'll just ask you, you know, from your personal experience. Like, when you're putting a match together, are you calling it in the ring? Or did you, you know, is it – what do you prefer? Like, you prefer to, like, yeah. call in the ring, kind of fill each other out? Or do you, like, beforehand, like, hey, you know, these are the major things we're going to do? Or are you just, like, a – you know, what Randy Savage was allegedly like, where he just every, you know, he just went through every little piece of the match and performed it like a, like a crazy person. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit of everything you just said. Like, but you know, we go for a show, everybody's in the locker room, the promoter comes out and say, Hey, this is our lineup. He'll write it on the board. You know, he'd be like, Jay Boog, you wrestling, you know, such and such. Y'all got a 15 minute match. They're like, Jay Boog's going over clean. You know, or such and such, and such and such is going over dirty finish. You know, and y'all was sitting in the back, be like, "Hey, all right, well, you know, you go over with your guy." Be like, "Well, it depends on the guy too, because some guys that kind of new, you probably got to go over a lot more. But if some of the vets back there, be like, hey, you know, I want to hit this spot. You know, I want to hit my, you know, time to drop." Uh, suplex clothesline spot, you know, I want to hit that toward the middle of the match. And, you know, so it depends on who you was working with, whether you had to call a lot before the match 
going during the match, you know. And sometimes you get in there with some guys, you you don't do any talking in there. You just know how they work. The match flows. You know, it's gonna start out at the beginning. You know, the uh, the face is gonna get the uh, the advantage at the beginning. Then the heel's gonna do a cheap move or somehow a dirty move. Then he's gonna get the he's gonna get the advantage. And it's gonna be a few comebacks during the match by the face. Get the crowd behind him and then take it home at the end. You know. Then it decides, you know, who wins, the heel or the face, you know, according to the promoter. And, you know, y'all work out your finish. And, uh, you know, you got to let the ref know. Talk, you know who your ref is. So he'll know how many false finishes you got. They'll be like, we're going to have two false finishes mm-hmm. before our real finish. You know, so you don't get that one, two, three by mistake. Mm-hmm. You know? Which happens. <laughs> and, uh, Which yeah, it does. So that's like, yeah. yeah, so, you know, you go over the false finish. And even the refs are great, man. A lot of the refs, they were wrestlers, too. So they were, you know, had a headpiece. They were like, hey, y'all got two minutes. Man. Y'all need to bring it home. Go ahead and start working towards y'all finish, you know. And you know, that would be like, because sometimes you do kind of get lost in there with how much time yeah. you got. You know, and I the crowd track. and adrenaline yeah. and I can imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it all depends on who you're working with. And uh, thank God everybody I was working with didn't have, like, beef with me or beef with the promoter. They were like, no, nah, F that, man. I ain't, I ain't going, I ain't letting you pin me. So, you know, they change script in the ring, which that has happened on some indies sometimes. You know, they just go off script to yeah. help the promoter. I'm, I'm not losing the day, you know, and then it's beef backstage and all. But, uh, yeah, thank God I ain't never had to be a part of no drama, no Montreal screwjob, none of that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> no GXW screwjob for me. So, we are uh, – I mean, good. So yeah, Jay Book, screw Jay Book. Yeah, yeah, none of that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Actually, I mean, I'm missing. I get goosebumps just talking about this, man. Yeah. Just the, just the, the, the atmosphere being, you know, especially like doing the intermissions. We would go out, sell your t-shirts. If you had t-shirts made, you know, you would autograph. You know, kids. Hey, can I get an autograph, Jay Book? You know, we autograph and t-shirts. You know, posters. You know, action figures. I mean, it was, it was definitely, man. You felt. Felt on top of the world, man. Yeah. And it was definitely you, truly amazing. What is that feeling? Because I can only imagine. Like, what is that feeling when you, when your music hit right before oh, you man. go out to the crowd? You know, yeah, no matter how big the crowd is, it's still like people that are there for you, that are cheering yeah, for you. Like, what, it, what was that does. feeling like? Oh, man. Goosebumps again. Just talking about it. Just feel like somebody just hit me with a shot of, shot of epinephrine. And I felt like I drank like three monsters. Shot, shot got three monster energy drinks right before you go out there. <laughs> but, yeah, you got to, you know, you got to just compose yourself. Think, be calm. But, yeah, the feeling is it's a rush, man. I can't even really explain. And, um, you know, like I said, my music, I had a uh, – Kanye West, Jesus Walks was, hey. uh, was my interest in music. So, you know, when that beat dropped, you know, that air, boom, 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 boom. You know, you kind of kind of get yourself, of course, I had to switch the clean version. Can't go with the explicit. True. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, then at one point I had uh, I had uh, uh, Fabulous had a song called Church. And uh, I was kind of a little gospel, a little rap to it. So mm-hmm. kind of had that music too. So I kind of switched up. Some of, some of the other promotions I went to. So I kind of, yeah, but Jesus Walks, man, when that music hit, you know, I already love Kanye West anyway. I mean, the old Kanye. I don't know yeah, what old Kanye, Kanye. Yeah, fuck Kanye. But, uh, we don't. Mm-mm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, it just, a lot of adrenaline, just, uh, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got to ask this. What is your shittiest indie experience? Because, I mean, I've, you know, we've all heard you know, um, some of the big guys talk about their, you know, well, with janky promoters and all this it stuff. Was, so, yeah. I well, it was. Uh, well, it was kind of. Uh, it was. 
Well, I can tell you like this. It was kind of a bit let down. Um, I just got hired by the fire department. So I had my I had my big afro. And, you know, it was real huge. And I remember the fire chief was like, yo, you got to, you know, you got to get that cut. You know, I know we just hired you, but you can't be having all that hair hanging down here, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, man. So I went to the promoter and I was like, hey. to do with fire. Exactly. But anyway. Continue. Yeah. So um, so I went to the promoter and I was like, hey, I was like, man, I got to cut my hair. And it was like, no. It was like, I was like, yeah, you know, my job first, blah, blah, blah. So they was like, why don't we incorporate it into like a hair versus a career? real match so i was like sweet so me and the guy was feeling went was beefing yeah. you know a couple a couple of um shows before the big show they would come out tease the guy and cut a little snippet of my hair off one time trying to tease and we were setting it up for you know me to lose the match you know because i get my hair cut off they won't cut it off in the ring you know beat me up cut it off i was like man they're gonna love it and it was kind of my idea i was like yo let's do this mm-hmm. i like the crowd gonna eat it up they're gonna feel more sorry for me they're gonna hate you more Ramona was all for it so the day of the show we um we dragged me and a few other guys from Hampton Rose was driving up to the show and we got you know I was in Richmond no it was in Hopewell and we was driving up on 64 and it was raining real bad and we wanted to get in a dang on car accident on the way to the show no and I was like oh. and I called the promoter I was like I was like we ain't even gonna make the show I was like we the car messed up thank God everybody was okay but mm-hmm. I was like we just ain't gonna make the show so we couldn't even do the hammer I was I was looking forward to that match I was like man they're gonna love it so we couldn't even do the show so we missed the show went to the barber shop the next day just got to cut off regular and oh uh, no yeah so no yeah, was, no hey. so, yeah yeah so that was that was a big letdown so that was one that I could think of Oh, that's yeah. horrible. I'm I'm sorry, Reverend. Oh, yeah. They got some of the old footage. Pulled <laughs> it up from the backyard yeah. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> We're watching old footage. Although I can't see it, it you can see it, and I can't. That's weird. What year is that? Two thousand one. Oh, there we yeah, go. Two thousand one. Somehow I gotta figure out a way uh, to, watch to put some of your look. wrestling. Watch him pop the look when he come out. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Nino, that was our resident, that was our resident heel. Name with Nino. Oh man, yeah. it was great. It was great. Uh, Reverend J. Boog, you sent me um, two matches that I watched. Very good, especially like the yeah. the, the bunkhouse brawl. Is that uh, what you call it? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name of it. It was kind of no holds bar weapons yeah, and everything. That was, yeah. I was like, this is <laughs> That's the one that got me. I was like, this is real. Like you're not like you can really wrestle. <laughs> it was crazy because I remember. I had a, I had a, uh, I think it was a, a thousand piece puzzle uh, that I bought, and I, yeah, and I took. I remember one point I took it and I smacked it across the face with it. The pieces flew everywhere, <laughs> all in the crowd. Man, they ate that up. Man, that was oh, that yeah, was one of the highlights. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of the match. She's marveling at the iron board, dude. The iron board went through so much. Oh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. the iron board. Oh, that's yeah. the. Oh my God! This is like Cavalry Manor <laughs> Championship Wrestling footage that we have here. Holy shit! Holy hell! It it start, It was all a dream. It started from that little nugget and and grew yeah. into a you know a nice little Indies run. Oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, this is this is one of my favorite moves. This is going. You get it? Oh yeah, with the tire, the tire. No, 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 no. The ladder. Jason McConnell, uh, Jay, Reverend J. Book with a, a, a tire. 
I know, because I would go to the Dollar Tree and buy a picture frame, two or three picture frames for a dollar every show, and we'll crack them, yeah, we'll have a little ketchup package, we'll put it, smear it across the head for the blood. I had my freaking brother's medals, uh, National Honor Society medals, I had it like a Kurt Angle gimmick, came out with, oh man, it was amazing. I remember one time, this I, I, I know, man, is is crazy, like I remember one time, you know, it, Everybody that's a wrestling fan has, you know, done a little bullshit moves with their friends or whatever. And uh, I, I was a bit older when I did this one, but my my homeboy uh, Jeremy, uh, he's just real strong, fat, big dude, right? And uh, he picked me up for like a F five, like laid me on a bed, right? And I heard my neck, I heard this, I thought I was dead. It was just this <laughs> random move. He was like, oh, I'm an F5. Yeah. I was like, yeah, F5 me. He did it. And like my neck cracked. Yeah, that ended my career, my wrestling career. Any uh dreams I had yeah. of ever venturing into that. But, yeah, man. When you get on when you get over 30 with kids, man, you gotta reevaluate your life decisions, <laughs> man. And that's that was one of the things I was like, yes, it's over there, it's about time to take that step back, man. Bones don't yeah. heal as quick as they used to. Yeah, I, I hear you right. But um, so like I said at, at, at the beginning, I think it's that we were having a conversation about um a, a, a wrestling match. Yeah, we did. Uh, that Jason McConaughey oh, yeah. and our friend Jerry's uh, went to and uh, was really cool. Uh, shout out. We're going to talk about uh, Mr. Pontus in a minute. Mr. Um, P. Mr. P in a minute. But uh, it was it was his wrestling promotion, M- MCW, right? My VCW. VCW. V- sorry, VCW. Sorry about that. And yeah. um. I don't know, man. Jake, Jason was totally in his element. He was like a rock star. <laughs> like people were like, "Yo, what's up?" He was like dapping the rap, the uh, the rappers up, the dapping the the wrestlers up. Going, you know, like he, he had the inside scoop for everything. And I, yeah. I would be honest, like I saw, I saw the twinkle in your eye. You know, no love Ooh, in your heart, but I saw look the in your eye. In your heart. And um, <laughs> I felt like you. I feel like you got one more match in you, Reverend J. Boog. I mean, <laughs> I just felt it. I was like, man, he, you, you're just, your whole demeanor just lights up when you are in that element. I was like, man, he, I just, I, I wish for you to somehow still be connected to, um, to wrestling. Yeah. You, I, um, you really loved it. Yeah, it was, that had been the first wrestling match I had been to in, uh, who knows, maybe three, three years, maybe four, maybe. And because uh, you know, we used to go all the time to all the wrestling matches at VCW, and uh, you know, so we knew, you know, I used to I, I wrestle with most of those guys, you know, and then some of those guys still wrestling. Some people hadn't seen me in that long. I hadn't been back in that long, so it was it was definitely you know, right, take short, take the stroll back down memory lane, being back out there. You know, even if I was in the crowd, you know, people they still know I was out there. So yeah, that was definitely. But you know, never say never. You know, the reverie, you know, who knows, man, you know. You can one of these days, who knows, man? You know, you always had an itch. <laughs> I'm itching right now, physically, literally. That's maybe sexually transmit. I don't, I don't know what, what's happening, but um, yeah, so, so um, you you kind of touched on this a little bit, but why uh, why why did you stop um wrestling? Um, Was it yeah, just, just practical gonna... matter, like okay, I, I gotta you know do a nine to five now type thing, or what what was it? Yeah, it was he just kind of, yeah, just, nine, you know. He was doing three nine to five. Oh, he was doing three nine to five. Excuse me. Maybe he just wanted to do one. 
too yeah, I just, side job, you know, yeah, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't fit into my schedule anymore. You know, just like I say, I was a, you know, I was a father now. Getting, you know, I had another kid. I was like, I had more responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I just couldn't fit it in my schedule. Some had to give, so yeah. you know, it was wrestling. But like I said, I did it a little part time once every like, you know, six, seven months. I would step back in there, do make a little guest appearance, whatnot. And uh, especially with Swerve, when he was starting to take off, so they wanted me to come back. You know, when he had left and then he came back, dude, they wanted me to come back with him, kind of do a little, you know, little reunion type deal. So I was like, I got to make this happen. And, you know, you had to get a wrestling license too. So it's like, yeah, you got to pay like thirty dollars to get a wrestling license every year. It's a so, wrestling license. I know. Yeah, it's just like I boxing license. Just like oh, the box. Well, you gotta have a boxing sense. license. Yeah, you gotta have a wrestling license. So I had to, you know, renew my license every time I would do that. So it was, uh, it was just a lot. You know, my house. I was like, something I had to give. So much yeah. as I love it, I was like, I still enjoy it. You know, I still watch it. And uh, yeah, I support the guys. You know, whatever I'm off, and they they down here. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so yeah, I had to had to hang it up. As a okay, so what do you think about you know? I'll I'll just give the main two you know AEW WWE. We really don't talk about really anybody else, but those main two. What do you think about the current product as a you know as a former wrestler? What do you what do you think about it um, right now? Are you watching? Do you still yeah? I, I I keep up every now and then. Um, like I was I saw um, Dynamite this past week. You know, like I swear they they're going for the belts tonight. So yes. you know, I texted them really the other day. Man. And I told him, you know, I, I texted him uh, like three days ago, and I was like, man, I watched that match again, man. I was like, that three-way you did. And I was like, uh, you know, you, you grind, I'm proud of you. I tell him every time I text, I'm proud of him. He stuck with it. You know, all the adversity, been through, even he was in WWE, you know, he had a little issue with him. Over there. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, man, just keep grinding, don't let it stop you. He was like, you know, appreciate the support and everything. And uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of him, man. Couldn't happen, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And, uh yeah, but the current product, I mean, I, I like it. Um, like I said, I was really in the AEW when they first came out. Kind of fell off a little bit. Now I'm trying to get back in. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a boy over there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I love the, uh, you know, when Jericho had his little clip. I was mainly watching for Jericho. Man, hey, when he had <laughs> You want to know what happens when you're a Moxley fan? You get a fireball. Because I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> that gets me you know, he did it, it to a black man, and I still laughed. I was like, "Man, it's so racist." It was hilarious. I laughed my ass off. But, uh, Jericho, I mean, because I'm a wizard. And uh, <laughs> WWE has. I was gonna put that. Jay, I was gonna send that clip in the in the group, man. But, that Jay, I, I mean, watched that Jay like five times. I was like, "This is hilarious." But uh, it is what it is, man. The way the storylines and all, both AEW and WWE. I mean, it's up and down. This is but, polyester. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna still watch it. I'm gonna still enjoy it. You yeah. know, so that's just me being a, a diehard fan. So when I can. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, one thing I did want to say, because um, we did mention his name, um, we all went to uh, the same middle school. And high school, I see Norcum, college, you know, one of the best high schools in the nation. <laughs> and, I beg to differ. Oh, we ain't gonna go? talk about Newport News because they're mad. Mitchville. They're Bad mad. News. Mute her. Mute Bad her. Mitchville. Yeah, that, that Newport, Newport News, news mask ain't where it's at. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you, boy. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, you will never see an accountant come out of Newport News. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is, I want to apologize on behalf of all the uh, Newport News accountants. I don't give a damn. Of you, all five of you. I don't give a uh, damn. We apologize. I, yeah. The thoughts and opinions of. Uh, he said, I live in Newport News. I bet, you, I bet you those five. I bet you those five accountants. All their clients getting uh rated audited. right now. They're getting rated and audited right now. <laughs> the hatred this man has for Newport News. I I admire it. I um, get my damn kids out of that school, man. Oh shit. You can't hide it. <laughs> we going back to Williamsburg. We're going back to Williamsburg. Oh, but right, anyway, getting please. back to the best yeah. school in the uh, entire multiverse, uh, I see Norcom. Uh, all three of us went to. Uh, we had a teacher, uh, Mr. Pontus. I never had the. I feel like I was literally the only student who never had him. I don't know why. Probably because I was in smart people class. But um, I, ha I have no idea. That this is coming from the guy who can't hit record and then <laughs> a song. And we on episode eight. We're on episode eight. <laughs> Maybe by episode 10. I don't know. But um, but Mr. Pontus, I never had him, but he he was sort of uh if you were a wrestling fan in in uh, high school, he was like a legend. Uh because he uh ran um well he has yeah. a lot of story history in, in in wrestling to begin with, and he also uh created and correct me if I'm wrong, also also um created um a wrestling organization a, a few of them or a partner or, you know yeah i don't know if he created it but he's um he's 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 got his hand in it yeah he's, he's in charge he's the man yeah yeah he's well, also worked for the wwe yeah. you know um has you know has had you know business relationships with them and you know obviously still has them um um but um i i wanted to ask jay and and also uh you you bunch um I, well you got a question for me now yeah, <laughs> yeah. what kind of fanboy what kind of influence did did he as a as a teacher like you know what i'm saying like an adult have on you where he was like super into it and you know like what what was that like like what what type of influence did he did he have on you um Mr. P, um, that guy was like a a father figure to me. Uh, being that my real dad wasn't around and easy to talk to, gave out his phone number, call him anytime. You know, he made sure uh, on a personal level he knew who you were, made sure we know who he was. You know, on a lot of his tests, exams, he was, you know, extra credit points would be, you know, what yeah. did I talk to my daughter Allison about? Uh, what did I scold her for last week? What was at the dinner table? It was questions like that. You know, he would talk about his family all the time. Family man, you know, amazing, you know, amazing person, even a more amazing dad to his daughters. Um, just very, very influential, easy to talk to. And I want to get into a quick story, Mr. P, real quick. Um, I got to the point where, you know, I was in this class and, um, and man, if you got less than 105 average in this class, man, I don't know what you were doing. You get extra credit out for everything. <laughs> and it was like, he was like, uh, and it was government, mm -hmm. you know, and I, you know, he made government very easy for me, made me love history to, to this day. And, uh, it would That's be dope. to the point where he would, uh, 
you know, we'll come in on Tuesdays and we'll have like our study. We'll have to read read our chapters and do our questions at the end of the end of the uh, the chapter. And we're like, all right, class, take out your books, read chapter such and such, answer the questions, you know, and uh, we'll go over it after everybody finish. And he was like, Jason, he was like, come up to my desk, I gotta meet with you for a second. And you know, I was like, I'll go to his desk, and I was like, Mr. P, I'm like, what are you doing, man? I gotta get back to my book. I gotta finish reading. He was like, Jason, you're good. He's like, I already got you down for. He said, I just need to tell you to tell me what happened on Nitro last night because I missed the graded papers. <laughs> so he like, just give me the scoop what happened on the first and second hour of Nitro. I saw the third hour raw. He was like, just give me the scoop what happened. So, you know, then the internet really wasn't that good back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had a storyline going down. See, I would sit up his desk I'm like, yeah, Mr. P, Undertaker did this on Raw. Then I would flip over. So, okay, I, I like to flip back and forth back then, Nitro and Raw. Yeah, yeah. NWO did this. They jumped yeah. in. This person turned it. And I was just getting everybody like, what is Jason doing up there, man? He's doing this work. He's going to get an elf. And we're like, don't worry about me. I got <laughs> this. So, yeah. So then he was like, all right, Jason. Now go back to your seat. I like your reading. I already got you in the book. <laughs> yeah, Mr. P, man. That dude was amazing, man. Um, yeah, very influential, man. I, I love that guy, man. I still talk to him to this day. Uh, it's just amazing, man. I love that guy, man. I, yeah, I love him. Yeah, bunches. Yeah. You have any? I mean, uh, I mean, ain't much more to say after that. Um, yeah, that was he, pretty good. He, he he was, I can say he was an amazing um, teacher man. Um, I had him my freshman year, and he was easily like the best teacher I've ever had. And uh, even to this day, you know, we still talk to him. Uh, we used to go to BCW and watch him, and he was actively involved in the storyline, <laughs> yeah. getting, yeah, getting, getting that ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, man. And Mr. But, P, and I kind of have – oh, go ahead, dude. No, no, no. Um, but, yeah, it was – I was I was in awe of him, like, the first time he started telling us, you know, the wrestling stories, and he had the pictures, and – you know, he was just telling us, I was like, wow, I was like, this guy has really lived a life, you know, and this, you know, way before, you know, we, you know, did anything backyard wrestling or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, doing anything like even believing anything like that was possible. You know, it was just us being like huge wrestling fans. And, you know, this guy knew everybody, Rick Flair, yeah. Tom, like he, pictures and stories, like stories for days, like. I mean, it was, yeah, and even like after like after some of the wrestling shows when they used to come here, he would go to the hotel like the Marriott downtown Norfolk. He was like Jay. He was like they only let certain people in. He'd like come to the side door, the bar downstairs. I'm gonna let you in. He would let me, he let me in one time. Got just to hang out with, uh, see the dishes. Like uh, a bunch of WCW people. Like yeah. in the bar, Eric Bischoff. Like these guys, man. These guys were cool. Like we were hanging out with these guys. Just people slipping through the back door. I was like, man, this guy is amazing, man. Like it was phenomenal. He knew a lot of people, man. He, he knew a lot of people. I'm glad I got back in touch with him because at the high school, I kind of lost touch. Yeah. And then when I started working for the fire department, I actually had a medical call. I was on the ambulance and I went to Hampton High School. And I was walking down the hallway with the stretcher. We were going to the nurse's office and I seen him. I was like, Mr. P, like, like what are you doing here? He was like, I'm a teacher here at Hampton High now. And I was like, and that's how I reconnected with him. He was a teacher there. He taught in the same city that I, you know, I worked for. And Got his number wow. again. Yeah, and that's how I found him. Yeah, and I was like, man, so I've been reeking that ever since, you know, 
2012, 2012, and I'm going I'm to add a little, it's, it's not necessarily my story to tell, but I, I won't tell it all. But um, our friend uh, Jairus had a similar story um, where, you know, Mr. Pontus like um, was was able to um, kind of shield our, our friend from some of the stuff that was going on. He added um, self-confidence to, 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 to our buddy. But anyway, I'm not going to get into his story. I, I actually want him to tell it maybe on the podcast one day, but you know, that's, he was very influential and, you know, just wow. hearing what, what Jason said, I, I never heard that story before. Um, mm. And um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like, I, you know, everybody talked about Mr. Pontus and, you know, his yeah. wrestling stories, but I didn't realize until recently that like connection that he had in the, oh, um, yeah. the influence that he had on so many, so kids, many people, yeah. so many kids. Um, and I'm, you know, that's, that's inspiring. I mean, you know, you could take something that's that's goofy and silly as wrestling, no, and use that as an avenue for bringing people man. together. Great, yeah. great platform yeah. to get everybody together with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. All right, and I think on that note, we're gonna call it a wrap. Mister Pontus hollered at us. Bunch. Y'all get me on that podcast where y'all have them too, man. I need to be on it. It's gonna be right. the four of us. It's gonna be the four yeah. of us. We we got we'll have Jerry's up here. What the yeah. hell? We need somebody else that's six foot five on this show. Yeah. All right. We'll see y'all next week. All right, man. Love you guys, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you, dude.